Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren. Hey girl, hey, I'm Charles. <laughs> hey girl, hey. <laughs> uh, perfect intro, because we're doing Basic Instinct <laughs> from 1992 with the queen, Sharon Stone, and that dude who was the detective or whatever. <laughs> oh my god, I love Sharon Stone so much, and the, de- de- and the so de- de- detective was also there. Uh, yeah what let's we have a lot to get into <laughs> this is from 1992 directed by paul veer is it Beerhoven? yes i believe so i think he's dutch i'm not sure though yeah i was gonna say it sounds like a dutch name and he did what total recall right he did total recall and he did um he directed starship troopers and <laughs> Shut up. did he really yeah yeah oh shit. Um, wow which okay. um which is probably like one of, one of those movies that um i don't really think of as my favorite movie then i'll watch it from time to time and be like oh my god i love this movie <laughs> remember casper van dean yeah yeah he yeah. was such a big deal and he never really got like to that heartthrob status yeah but yeah. i think they wanted him to he was on his way, though. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. Yeah. To- totally. I was just like, okay, so the reason why, uh, th- there's no reason. If you listen to our last podcast on Indecent Proposal, we were like, okay, we're going to do the erotic thriller genre, but we don't know why we started with Indecent Proposal because there wasn't really a thriller aspect. It was just like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I thought there was going to be some type of, like more erotic tale but it mm-hmm. wasn't it was it pretty tame was just like a sad marriage documentary you know <laughs> <laughs> it totally was it totally totally was and then it ended up being like really fucked in the end now because we didn't get any extensive kind of erotic tale we more than made up for it <laughs> by doing basic instinct so i'm really excited to talk about this and uh just one podcast note i mentioned it on the previous one actually there's going to be one in between the one that i put up today but we're launching a patreon for the podcast so the first thing we're going to do is uh, i guess i didn't say it in the last one but we're going to have one podcast a week on the free feed and then the other podcast will be behind the patreon wall which is going to be a tv show weekly so we're going to do freaks and geeks first oh awesome so that's going to be the first one and then there'll be another random one for the month we don't know what we're going to do with that but we'll figure it out but yeah so that's launching march 1st so get into it i'll be dropping hints it'll be cool five bucks a month and two dollars a month if you just want to say thank you so it's the price of a cup of coffee cool yeah support it help us stay on the air (laughs) so yeah this is super exciting i cannot wait to hear your first impressions of basic instinct charles so take it away okay so um this, I feel like this is the kind of movie that I've had encounters with before I actually ever saw it. So, oh, okay. So I think my first vivid memory of Basic Instinct was during the 1994 Olympics. There was, what? Yeah. Okay. So it was the <laughs> it was the Winter Olympics in Lillehammer, Norway. This Olympics is Tanya Harding and Nancy Kerrigan. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> we will also be doing I, Tanya, and maybe as a bonus, and I don't care if anyone listens to it, we should also do um, like a documentary about the true story as well. Oh my God. It is batshit insane. <laughs> so good. So good. What is it like? Uh, is it not Blades of Glory? That's, like, oh. <laughs> that's the fucking like Will Ferrell one. It's like something called like Sharp 
or like blurred oh, edges. There's, um, well, there was a nine. There was an early nineties one called The Cutting Edge. Cutting Edge. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say something with Edge. Okay, okay, go back to the okay. Olympics. So, um, so during the Paris competition, there is a German couple named Wutzel and Steuer, and for their long program, they skated to the theme from Basic Instinct. <laughs> Shut yeah. up. And uh, no way. Yeah. And it um and it, I remember this is the first time I'd ever heard this score and it was just so haunting and weird. It's good. Yeah, and um to and to make and then to to make it more memorable during their program they were doing a uh, pair spiral where they sort of like skate together and she um and her blade caught like a uh caught like a piece of ice and she um, and she tripped over and like fell right on her chin. Oh no! And so and so she was fine, but they like withdrew. But they couldn't finish their program. So, uh. um, but um, yeah, yeah. So I think that that was my first like encounter with the actual score. And then um, I think like um, shortly, uh, like after that, I think my dad always had kind of had a crush on Sharon Stone. Um, <laughs> so. I love how all of our like erotic thrillers relate back to like. <laughs> dad did your dad take a, a date to indecent proposal did he i don't know i think that's what you said wow. i think he was i think he was going to take a date to a decent proposal yeah yeah you're you're like what's that about <laughs> you're like um, well son <laughs> so so my parents were like pretty lax when it came to what i could watch um but like yeah, and like you know, but my my father did draw the line at Basic Instinct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like depends on how old you are. If you're like eleven and, or twelve, and so I um I like um I like went and watched TV, and I like came in and he was watching the movie, and he wouldn't let me come into the living room itself. So I stood in the room next to him and just like you know shouted. So what's going on now? Oh my god! <laughs> and, That's so funny. And he, he like got really mad at me. He was like, "Charles, I don't know. Some detective is getting stabbed in the elevator. I, I don't. I'm not going to describe the plot to you." <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Oh my god! I also want to say a shout out to that weird. Uh, I didn't even notice this before, but when the cop is is uh, spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie, uh, it's on Netflix right now. Apparently, until the end of the month. I don't even know if this is coming out before the end of the month, but it's always out streaming somewhere if not fucking rent it it's a great movie uh but yeah apparently like you know how he gets stabbed in the elevator and she mm -hmm. has like a jacket on yeah and it has that fur collar i was like this is from urban legend I wonder if Urban Legend, because that's what the killer wears, she wears that same coat, and she has a, a is it a regular knife? I don't think she has any, like, a weird fishing hook, or, or no, okay. axe, I don't know, whatever, but it has the same coat, and I was like, oh shit, did they get, did Urban Legend get get it from Basic Instinct? Probably. Oh, maybe, yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, so um, <laughs> That's funny. So, I think I was probably in college when I actually saw it for the first time, because, um, mm -hmm. like, my college had, like, a it wasn't a big selection of movies, but it, it was enough that you could go there and browse. That's so, cool. Yeah. Um, so I, I like saw it and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. It's, it's really crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's really fucking crazy. Um, did you have any, like, takeaways, just, like, quick takeaways from the first, from, like, this recent viewing? Um, I never want to get into a relationship. I never want to fall in love. And I want to stay <laughs> alone for the rest of my life. Happy Valentine's Day, people. <laughs> it's actually Valentine's Day. But, uh, yeah, fuck that. Um, 
yeah, it honestly makes me just not trust anyone or anything ever again and be weary of women who hang out with other serial killers who somehow got out of jail after murdering their whole family it's, it's something to just keep in mind yeah you know? just, just just think about that <laughs> a little bit and also yeah i mean i have i have a few uh my first impression was i've seen this ages ago but i've only seen it once probably i didn't really remember it when i was watching it which was pretty good that I was like, okay, cool. I'm actually like invested in what happens in the story. And I have about four, my four takeaways or no, three takeaways are um, too much Michael Douglas ass. Um, Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like it. it I would have, I would rather swap in Robert Redford that we did not get from indecent proposal. It, it's the least they could have done. Like, right. I mean, I, I like took notes on people who they could have cast as instead of, michael douglas um no right i mean i i i I guess his character is supposed to be like kind of someone who you aren't rooting for i guess yeah i don't think so i I just have so many questions about a lot of things with him but i have too much michael douglas ass uh i guess people don't have ice trays (laughs) and (laughs) um also the most unprofessional cop ever yeah yeah ever (laughs) how does he have a coke problem that everyone seems to know about but he's a cop i don't understand this i really don't understand that well this i think this is what happens when the police police themselves (laughs) right yeah i mean we can get into another conversation about like corrupt police because that's just (laughs) a whole other topic but yeah and i also uh yeah and i also i also just thought like too much Michael Douglas ass. <laughs> that's that's, that's the, the main takeaway. Oh, and so yeah, too. <laughs> it's like not cute. It, it's I. God bless you, Catherine Zeta Jones. I I, <laughs> I don't I don't know. I mean, but he definitely is the 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 what do you call it? The king of the genre. Yeah, yeah. So I understand why he would be cast, and he I mean, definitely is. I mean, when I think of like an erotic thriller, I think of Basic Instinct so oh it is the blueprint oh yeah i think the only one that comes before this that we should also explore is fatal attraction that'd be cool which i believe is in the 80s but it's like 89 i think it's pretty close to the 90s but yeah she really i mean she's a bit more manic though yeah glenn close she's a bit more like like really insane but the one thing about this that's so great is that Sharon Stone's just so calm. Oh, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's so, that's what makes it, I think, so great. I actually texted you last night. I was like, why is Michael Douglas so manic and Sharon Stone is so calm? Ugh, I love her. Oh, I know. <laughs> I just like really love her. I want to be Sharon Stone. And I think of that scream line where they're like, your mom was running around flashing her shit all over town like she was Sharon Stone. But let's face it, your mother was no Sharon Stone. <laughs> I was like, oh, God so good and there also was a sequel in 2006 which apparently just no yeah i don't think it did well the director was not involved sharon stone is in it though okay okay yeah but uh i don't think it did very well at the box office and yeah that was kind of that was kind of it there i don't know that they should make another one i think i I think this one as a standalone movie is kind of perfect the way it is yeah it is right mm -hmm. yeah i I think so i was like why would they make a second one especially so late yeah like 2006 it's what like almost 15 years although i heard that like a sequel for psycho came out something like 20 years after the original first came out more than that right yeah 
Another one was 1960, right? Yeah, it first one might have been closer to 30, but like it was, I, th- I think it for a while it like held like the longest stretch between like sequels or between, oh, like, wow. between like the first movie and the sequel. Um, oh wow, yeah. I also think it's a crime that Sharon Stone was not fucking nominated for an Oscar for this movie. She, she was nominated for a Golden Globe, which I she was, yeah. yes, um, which is good, but she was unknown at the time. Mm-hmm. Sort of, kind of, sort of, not really. But, I mean, she should have gotten nominated. I don't know if she should have won, because I don't know what else was up that year, but she Um, was great. So, I think this was um, the year that Emma Thompson won for Howard's End. Um, What is that? That's like a Merchant Ivory movie about a woman who gets left, like, in in a state in England and... Um, it's, you, you know, lots of like really like, you know, lush costumes and, mm. you know, lots I'm asleep. Of, yeah. I mean, um, it's, it's one of those, it's, it's the kind of movie that, um, like nothing really happens, but I still really enjoyed it. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Well, yeah. that's cool. It's like visually like appealing. Like it just looks great. Yeah. It's got costumes and stuff um, like that. Oh, cool. I like Emma Thompson though. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. She's really cool. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to um, casually pull it up without. Um... Oh, um, Howard's End. Uh, let's see, Howard. Come on, where are you? Um, I'm trying to see who else was nominated that that year. Um, oh my um, gosh, the top, the the. I mean, we'll we'll get into behind the scenes, and uh, while you're while you're looking that up, did you have any more first impressions? No. Okay, cool. So we're getting into behind the scenes. I'm there's a lot on IMDb in the trivia section if you want to go through and read everything. But I looked at some of the um, I looked at some of the little things here, like some of the things here, and it's so weird. Michael Douglas declined to go full frontal in the film or to let his character be bisexual. Pussy. Really? <laughs> like what the fuck? How crazy. How crazy. I just it's a it's a lot apparently like he was okay well my first thing is the budget was 49 million which is a lot yeah yeah i think for a movie like this but maybe it's because san francisco maybe they had to close you know like streets down or you know like it it seemed to be like a lot it's really cool that's a lot of location shooting Mm -hmm. and that's probably what it was like renting that house which is oh god give me that fucking house that she has the house is really nice so amazing it's, so, it's like perfect uh, it's like on the ocean like like when i think of like a ocean house that's what i want exactly yeah. i don't want a beach yeah i don't want like excessive amounts of heat i want to be able to like sit in a sweater with a fire yeah outside my my house and have the water out there so it's like you get the breeze like oh it's just great and that big window that big picture window oh i know that she has it's just massive it's like oh and it's um and i also love the part when they go upstairs because like it looks modern and like really like cozy at the same time Uh i think it's like towards like the middle of the movie but i was like Mm -hmm. gosh this this place would just be perfect for me. <laughs> I know. It's so nice. It's so 90s. Like, yeah. the, the interior is so 90s, too. But it still kind of works now. Mm-hmm. I love how when he opens the front door or, like, 
she has like almost a skylight and then she has all those plants. Yeah. And it's almost like a little inside courtyard. And then you like go into the house and it's just like really homey too. Yeah. Like it's big, but it doesn't feel like a museum. Yeah. Like it feels really, really nice and homey. I was like, Ooh, cool. Um, okay. So this made 352.9 million. Holy cow. Holy. A fuck ton of money. People love sex, apparently. And I even texted you like, wow, what an opening. <laughs> if you watch this movie and you just see the beginning. And I love how I love how all of the killing happens in like the same exact like sexual position and movement. Yeah. Like you can tell like, oh, she's bending back. She's about to grab the ice <laughs> Like it's like she has this definite kind of like whole thing that she goes through which i think is really funny that i'm like oh shit where's the ice pick and then it's like you get either a letdown or you actually see it like it's either one you're like no it's coming and then you're like oh no why is he still alive this was your chance right (laughs) i was like after the club i he should have been gone yeah like yeah i didn't really understand or or i'm surprised that roxy didn't come in like when she was like you didn't know she was there watching until later but i'm surprised she didn't come in and go like fuck and then yeah <laughs> like just kill him but that would have made a, a bit more interesting if michael douglas wasn't in it as much but yeah um apparently sharon stone too was under the assumption that her vagina would not be seen in that famous shot in the interrogation room that, which we'll get to yeah that that's so shady like isn't that I, so I, I, shady I mean, apparently she had white underwear on i read i mean okay. and she she had it on and then apparently when she had it on the director said like oh no this is gonna um reflect off the camera so you need to take them off i was like really bitch no right. so she took them off but she said that he told her that don't worry like nothing will be seen and then when it was filmed or i mean when it was like premiered she was at a screening and she saw it and she slapped him and walked out i mean because like it was really sketchy i mean he could have like given her a heads up (laughs) yeah right and been like hey by the way like it's possible that and this is also during the time of vhs yeah so i would definitely be like hey because we're not running in like old school where you have to see the movie in the theater and kind of that's it Mm -hmm. like people are going to have tapes and they can pause it. Yeah. Like this is back when you could pause, rewind, pause. And like that, that was a new thing, you know, in the eighties and nineties. So yeah, I'm surprised that at least for that, he wouldn't say like, Oh my God, I've got to reshoot it or even show her. But she wasn't Sharon Stone at the time. I mean, she was, but she wasn't what she is now. Like the caliber of actor that she is now, uh, like at least uh, popularity wise. So another, another, uh, like scenario of a fucking male director kind of just taking liberties on a female actor's role and kind of just being like, Oh, well, whatever. Like almost like she should be happy. She's in this kind of deal. Yeah. It's kind of what it makes it seem like. Um, And apparently Michael Douglas really wanted an A-list star. Mm -hmm. And he seemed like from what I read, it sounds like he was kind of like bitchy about it. Yeah. Like he asked a lot of different actresses. Like I think he wanted Kim Basinger. She said no. Michelle Pfeiffer. Like a lot of people turned it down because of the scenes in it. And I think they didn't want to risk it. This is also 92. Now it's not. I mean. I mean, it's not really that big of a deal, but for 92, it does have a fair amount of sex for an R rating. Yeah. I think too. And, um, I think a lot of actors just didn't want to take that chance, Mm -hmm. but she, he was kind of like they, he wanted, uh, the director wanted Sharon Stone because he'd worked with her in total recall. And apparently near the end of that, there's kind of a switch in her character where she goes from like sweet to kind of like a little 
I guess like evil and he liked that she could do that. And that was kind of why he wanted her in there. And Michael Douglas was kind of like, I hope that this is good. I, I mean, there's going to be a lot of stuff. This I'm not, I don't, I don't want to carry this whole film. I was like, Oh God. Yeah. Really? <laughs> like, come on. She only got paid 500 K for it. Oh wow. Which is kind of crazy. And um, yeah, that's the only note that I have for behind the scenes. I knew you were going to have some. Oh yeah. Um, so this movie was nominated for um, two Oscars oh, for cool. Best Editing and Best Original Score. Um, That's it? Yeah. Um, it um, lost Best Original Score to Aladdin. And <laughs> okay. Well, Aladdin was pretty dope. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know. It's, um, it, uh, it's fine, I guess. Um, <laughs> They're two, um, yeah, it's apples and oranges, really. It's yeah. It's kind of hard to have them in the same category. <laughs> um, and then it lost best editing to the movie Unforgiven, um, which is nominated along with A Few Good Men, The Crying Game, and The Player. Um, oh, wow. This was a stacked year. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and um, I finally pulled it up just because it was driving me crazy. But these are the other actresses that were nominated for best lead, lead actress that year. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so Emma Thompson won for Howard's End. And then um, Catherine Deneuve. Um, nom- <laughs> Deneuve. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that, so she was nominated for a movie called Indochine, and then, okay. um, which I have not seen. And then Mary McDonnell was nominated for a movie called Passion Fish, where she plays like a soap actress who gets paralyzed in a car accident. Oh. Um, and then Michelle Pfeiffer was nominated for a movie called Love Field, where she plays, I think she plays like a um, like Dallas housewife who um, just becomes obsessed with like the JFK assassination. Oh, um, wow. But I, th- I think she like runs away from home and she sort of like um, ho- ho- hooks up with this like father and daughter who are traveling cross country. Um, anyway, um, and then um, Susan Sarandon was nominated for a movie called Lorenzo's Oil, which is something about a sick child or whatever. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so but yeah, I guess Sharon, I guess uh, Sharon Stone and Basic Instinct is definitely like a different vibe. Yeah, yeah. From all of those um, on there, I yeah. I would also like to add that Whoopi Goldberg was not nominated for Sister Act this year. So, <laughs> <laughs> was that that's the first one, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Um, well, that's so, so crazy. Did you get the Rotten Tomatoes skin? I did. I did. So, it, yeah, what do they say? It has a critic score of 54%. What? Yeah. Um, 54? And um, I was surprised, but it only has an audience score of 63%. Um, oh, wow. Not even 69. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what a letdown. <laughs> um, so, um, um, Steven Spielberg saw this, this, this movie. And um, cast the role of Dennis Nedry in, uh, or, and like gave the role of Dennis Nedry to Wayne Knight based on Newman. Newman. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, yay. Um, well, because of this, he's in it for like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like literally he's in the beginning. I and mean, you kind of don't see him anymore. I mean, I guess we don't have the director's eye. <laughs> Yeah, I guess not. Although, granted, he was, like, a really terrible person in Jurassic Park. Yeah, but he was so entertaining. <laughs> he was so entertaining. <laughs> oh, God. that He's probably, like, the most amazing character. Yeah. Because he's so, like, evil and, like, shady and kind of funny. Um, It's um, it's also worth reading Jurassic Park the novel just because his death scene 
in in the novel is like horrifying. Like, oh, really? Shit! I need to read this book because yeah, it's, it's, apparently yeah. it's like a different. It's a different thing. Yeah, it's it's good. It's really scary, and you also get like some background about why he's doing it in like the first place. So okay, now I just saw on Twitter or whatever today that Justice League has a new cut coming out. Like the director Zack Snyder has recut the movie and essentially made a completely different film oh. that then was allowed to be released. I would love if for some reason I wouldn't consider it a reboot if like Steven Spielberg went back and was like, I'm making Jurassic Park like the fucking book now. Yeah. Because you yeah. guys know the original you know the family version very well, but I want to see the real story. I like, I still want to see it played out. Yeah, that'd be cool. I would also love if like the team from Westworld on HBO like worked into like a m- miniseries like that would be cool um what do you mean the team from Westworld like you know if, oh like if yeah. they did Jurassic Park yeah like if oh yeah that would be cool um but yeah or it'd be cool if you found out that one of the worlds in in like the new and another Westworld season was Jurassic Park that'd be cool like they somehow yeah. brought it in like somehow because it's still like they could still make it like a fantasy you know, where they're dinosaurs and they're robots. Yeah. But they still can kill you. Yeah. You know, or like do crazy shit. I, that would be cool. I heard they finally finished filming the final movie. Um, That it got shut down because of COVID, but they were able to regroup. And Oh, Jurassic Park? Yes. Um, oh, okay. So, um, so apparently it's, um, so I'm not, I'm not like too crazy about like the direction it's been going. Um, that last one sucked. I, I, I didn't love it. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't hate it, but, you know, I just didn't love it. Um, I think it's my least favorite out of all of, including the, oh, no, oh, on the Lost World, I think, might be uh, it, might be my least favorite. I mean, and I, I think Fallen Kingdom is above that. I mean, I, I like the Lost World, except for, like, the last 40, 40 minutes, like, when in San Diego. Oh, when they're actually in, yeah, I was going to say, it actually isn't bad until they get to San Diego. Yeah. Like, oh, it's, it's kind of like, cheesy. Oh. Mm. Um, oh, anyway, <laughs> um, so, um, oh, so I think the role of the, um, the detective Nick Curran was originally written, um, with a lesbian homicide d- d- detective in mind. Um, it would have been so cool. That, w- that would have been cool. And I think they wanted someone like Kathleen Turner, which oh. would have been kind of exciting. Yeah, um, I like her. And then um, I think these are some of the people who were offered the role or who they had in mind of offering the role of Catherine Trammell. And I think, like you said, like most of them turned it down because they weren't willing to go nude for or, mm-hmm. for, for the movie. But um, Isabel Ajani, Kim Basinger, Ellen Barkin, Gina Davis, Melanie Griffith, Muriel Hemingway, Angelica Houston... Kelly McGillis, Demi Moore, Lena Olin, Michelle Pfeiffer, Julia Roberts, of course. Um, uh, no. Uh, Renee Russo, Emma Thompson, and Deborah Winger. Um, Shit, they definitely scored with Sharon Stone. I know, right? I can't see anyone else. Um, on the opposite side of the coin, these are people, I, I sort of got the impression that Michael Douglas got attached to this movie like really early, so they didn't like, um, they didn't like in- interview a whole lo- lot of people for for his oh, role. Okay, but um, these are the are the people who they considered for um the for the for M- M- Michael Douglas's role, uh, Patrick Swayze, Kevin Costner, Robert De Niro, which I actually would have loved to see. 
Oh, De Niro and Stone. Well, they were in Casino. Yeah, that's true. Later, yeah. Um, Bruce Willis, Mel Gibson, and Harrison Ford. I wouldn't have hated Bruce Willis. Yeah, same. Um, I feel like he'd be really good. Uh, I'm trying to think. No, everyone else, no. Yeah. I'm trying to. I'm. I can't see it. I think they did good with Douglas. Yeah, I he's, mean, he's he's yeah, like, he's he's, he's good. So, he's so horrible. <laughs> like he's so horrible. He's just so like. He's so damaged. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he's just so damaged. It's just, like, really... He is... Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah. This plot... The only thing is about this film, I feel, feel like the plot is just like, a little too, like, convoluted. It's just, like, they could have streamlined it a bit more. Yeah. And some things kind of came out of nowhere. I was like, huh? This doesn't make sense. And there I have a lot of... I mean, yeah, we'll get to it. I have a lot of, a lot of questions about... <laughs> Okay. Problematic plot lines. <laughs> um, yeah, do you have any more behind the scenes? Uh, no, that's it. Cool. All right, so let's move on to fashion. Yay. Yay. Um, I have a few fashion standouts. It's not a heavy fashion movie. Michael Douglas, I didn't find that exciting. The only thing I said about his fashion was, why the fuck does he have a, a, a sweater on in a club? <laughs> like, looks, why? He looks like such a fucking poser in that, in that, in that scene. Like, <laughs> he really does. And I think he has the same suit on. Like, <laughs> the literal same suit every scene you see him in the cop station and stuff. I was like, is this the same suit and tie and jacket? Like, they didn't even try to change it yeah like this is kind of weird and uh, for her i mean shit i love when you first see her and she has that like chunky sweater on oh, and she's like, like sitting on her deck i think oh, yeah oh it lo- looks so comfortable and it looks so comfy and yeah cozy. i was like oh i want to live here i want to live here with sharon stone <laughs> like <laughs> she's so cool um that was really cool the the obvious all white interrogation outfit mm-hmm. is just so stellar i wish i knew I'm sure I could have probably found this out, but I didn't look it up. Like who designed that? Yeah. It seems like a very early, like Calvin Klein kind of thing. Like with that monochrome like code and, and everything was super cool. I love her like kind of grungy outfit she has at the apartment. Yeah. At his, when she goes to his apartment, she has like a flannel shirt on. She has some kind of olivey shirt on. And then she has this really cool belt. Mm-hmm. And I thought that it was more grungy. But then when you go to the apartment and you see her full length, she has these like riding boots. Yeah. Like they look like those horse riding boots that are all the way up to her knees. That I think that looked really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love her dress at the club. Oh, me too. It's like gold, yeah, and like all sparkly. That was really cool. And then I also like the dress that she has on when she comes to his apartment when she has the plants. Yeah, and it's like a olive thing, but it's all tied with that belt. That belt's really cool. You see her with that belt several times. It's like big and chunky, like super Madonna, mm-hmm. like nine early nineties. It looked really cool. I thought that was rad. Yeah. Do you have any fashion notes? Um, I, th- I think um, I um, I really loved her club outfit too. Um, yeah, this cool. was just something that I found annoying when like they're in when like all the police office, all the detectives are in like the lieutenant's office, and one detective refers to the scarf that the first victim was tied to to the bed with as a Hermes. I know, and no one corrected him. I was waiting for someone to be like, "It's Hermes," <laughs> I mean, but like no one corrected. Him. I mean, it's oh god, just uh, just read a just read the New York Times once. Like, They're like great man, uh, fucking detectives. Like yeah. they don't care at all. And this is '92, so they would yeah. not be picking up a Vogue or even yeah. know anything about anything. Um, I love how they're like, "They're really expensive. They sell twenty thousand a year." I was like, "That's a lot." Yeah. 
Because they're really expensive. They've got to be like five hundred, maybe even a thousand dollars now. Yeah, I know. it's kind of crazy. Um, I'm trying to think. I loved, um, I loved Gene Triplehorn's outfit in like their first scene when like he like goes in to have a session with her. Um, mm-hmm. Like I, I love it. Looks it looks sort of like a brown blouse, and also I really love her glasses that she's wearing. Yeah. Through. Um, I love her. Yeah, I do too. She, she was in uh, Big Love, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I always think of her from Big Love. And something else she's in too. She was in a lot in the 90s. Oh, I think she was in Waterworld too. Oh, yeah, you're right. And she was in something else. There's something else that I... I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of something else that I've seen her in that I just wasn't sure. Gosh. Yeah, but I always think of her in Big Love. It's a really good show about a polygamist, like, Mormon family, mm. if anyone has not seen it. I think it's on HBO. Okay. I think that's what it was on. It's really great. Chloe Sevigny's in it, too. Jennifer Goodwin. Oh, I, 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 think, I think Jennifer Goodwin's character is probably my favorite. In, in so good. Like, Margie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's really funny. They're all really good. Yeah. Really good show. Yeah, it's a really, really good show. I didn't think I'd be that into it, because I was like, I don't know if I'm into the subject matter, but I actually was. I mean, yeah. the acting's just so good, and it's super cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, any more fashion? Um, no, I think I think that's it. Um, nice. Okay, for music, I just have there isn't really like a music like you mentioned that there's a theme. I just wrote that I really love the themes. They're very like film noir. Yeah, like all of the score behind it. So I get why they they won for score, right? They were nominated. But oh, nominated. Okay, yeah. yeah, I get why they were nominated. It was yeah. a really good. Score. I really liked it. Yeah, same. Um, yeah. I don't know if there were any like actual songs. Um, I don't think so. I didn't hear any. I mean, I mean, I, there's that song that's playing when they're in the club, but um, oh I yeah, what like, was a, that dancing? I mean, we'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what is going on there? This is crazy. Um, yeah. So you ready to move on to favorite scenes? Yeah. Lines, problematic, hot takes, whatever. Um, what do you have? What are some of your early notes? What did you think? Um, well, I wasn't sure what to write for the opening scene just because I was trying to search for the right word. So um, I what I ended up writing was the opening score is so haunting. And underneath that, I wrote the opening scene is dot, dot, dot. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just wrote, wow, let's talk about that opening. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a it's a lot, man. It's it's very long. Yeah, it's longer um, than I thought it would be. I um do um I, I I do sort of appreciate this movie. Kind of tries to take the romance out of sex as it's portrayed in Hollywood. Like it's it's very like like um like the people in this movie are very animalistic about it. It's um, true. Yeah. And um you know there's like no like cuddling and you know no like lighting of candles and spreading rose petals on the. On, oh, on, no. on the comforter, you know, it's um, no. very, you know, like, you know, like, ah. Um. <laughs> I thought equally, ah, uh, was when they, the cops come to visit the crime scene. Yeah. I was like, this is just a giant eye roll. They're like, ooh, there's cum stains all over the fucking thing. Look. I was like, Jesus. I was like, guys are so gross. This man was like killed with an ice pick. Yeah. And I mean, that's pretty intense. Um, I know, and um, I, I thought that line when like they were t- talking about, well, who found him? And um, they're like, oh, it was the maid. And then one cop is like, 
oh, well, maybe she did it. And then the other one's like, uh, she's 54 years old and weighs 240 pounds. Ha ha. Yeah. No way. Yeah. There were no bruises on his body. So there's no way. I was like, oh, jeez. I don't think you're as good about being a police officer as you think you are. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. I also wrote, of course, male cops being assholes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course. I was like, jeez. So then apparently this guy is like a rock and roll star who's killed mm-hmm. and he's killed with an ice pick and he's like oh like a retired rock and roll star yeah so that's how it opens up and it's just like he's tied to the bed yeah, yeah. he's tied to the, the bed by the yeah the headboard with that white scar yeah so done done um, uh, then they they find his girlfriend who is sharon stone and that's when we see that carmel carmel is a place in california i believe where they filmed it it's like near like uh, monterey like big sur it's beautiful up there like the water okay. and the coastline so cool i was like oh my god this fucking house i mean we yeah. already talked about how amazing this house is but also when they drive to the house they drive pretty fast yeah on like a really small road like there's no there's no shoulder on those roads. And I was like, is that, are they really going this fast? Or is the camera making it look like this? Cause it's- I mean, surely in real life, they'll have like those like mirrors that allow you to see around the corner, you know, like, uh, I don't know. May, I mean, they might not. Yeah. They um, may or may not. I don't know. You, yeah. You would think they would, or those little signs, yeah. those like orange signs that are like, you know, curve or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of crazy. Um, she has $110 million in the fucking nineties. Yeah. I meant to look that up. Let me see if I can find out. Do you have any other notes? I'm going to look up how much is $110 um, million dollars, like for today. I'm trying to think. I love the, um, I love the scene when they bring in the criminal psychologist and, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's the guy who in single white female played the guy who like tried to rape Bridget Fonda. Oh, um, Stephen Toblowski. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that him? Yeah. Um, and um, I um, I found I found that scene just like really chilling when he when he was just like you know there are basically two possibilities for who could have done this. It's either the writer or someone who's trying to make the writer look bad. And um, just like mm-hmm. when he was talking about how um, you, you know, like um, regardless, you are dealing with a devious diabolical mind and um this this person is very dangerous and very ill and that just gave me chills um like just like just you can you could tell just like him like him talking about it like he was kind of getting scared (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um Oh, I just looked it up. $110 million in 92 would be $207 million now. So that's how much money she's working with. <laughs> that's, um, that's, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's enough. Yeah. <laughs> that's enough to live off of. Um, oh, God. So my first favorite scene is the interrogation scene, which, yeah, of course, is probably everyone's. Although one little thing leading up to it I thought was creepy. Uh, Michael Douglas just exhibits all sorts of creep throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. Like when he's in the house and he's like looking at her getting dressed. Oh, that's so gross. I was like, ew. And of course she sees him because later on she like mentioned it. Yeah. Like she was like, oh yeah, like you you know that I don't wear underwear or something like that. Yeah. Like because she knows that she's that he saw her. I mean, she might have even st- like stood there because she knew he would see her. But like, dude, why are you like 
creeping around and this woman's house. Like, why is his partner just kind of ignoring it? <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Um, I like when she calls him Nick mm-hmm. <laughs> in the car when they're driving her to the to the cop station, and she's like, "Nick, don't you smoke?" And the other guy's like, changes his uh, his rearview mirror to like look at her. I was like, "Man." You don't even know. She's a woman. She's automatically smarter than both of you combined. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you guys have no chance at all. Um, I fucking love that interrogation scene. I love when they're like, there's no smoking in here. And then she's like, what are you going to do? Charge me for smoking? And Yeah. And I actually actually think they would. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, "Uh, they could if they really think that you're like a killer. Yeah. You know? um i just yeah i love it i love how calm she is oh it's great and then and they ask her like you know did you know him and she's like yeah i liked fucking him yeah sucks (laughs) (laughs) oh wow (laughs) she's just like so blase about the whole thing (laughs) and then she's like i'll take the lie detector Mm -hmm. like i'll do it and then of course she beats it yeah because she's a fucking genius um i hate gene triple horn's character yeah she's so mousy and just like crazy but i feel like they did not really explore how it all unraveled Mm -hmm. i feel like we just all of a sudden were like oh my god it's her like she you know she's the crazy one and she changed her name and she did all this crazy shit and i was like wait so he was sleeping with her i guess he was dating her right yeah yeah that i found super weird and yeah i was just like wait so yeah uh, yeah it's so weird um another weird scene too was when they're at the bar okay he used to be an alcoholic Mm -hmm. and or not alcoholic but he had an alcohol problem and he stopped drinking for like three months or something but then he goes and drinks when he gets to the bar and all of his cop friends are around and then she comes in and she's like what's going on here oh you're drinking again and then they go back to his place and there's like a weird rape scene yeah i'm calling it rape because she definitely said no yeah same and i did not understand what the it was really it was really disturbing yeah i found it really hard to watch and then the even weirder part was after they're like trying to dissect it Mm -hmm. like the fact that they're laying on the floor and she's like so what was that like what did you just do to me i was like i would be like get the fuck out of my house right now yeah and if I ever see you again, I'm, like, f- calling the fucking police. I mean, I know you are the police, but, like, I don't ever want to talk to you again. Like, d- no. Yeah. I, I, that was super strange and weird. And I didn't I didn't like the way it was filmed. And apparently there is – hold on. I, I saw a note about that filming because it was not – I don't think it was kind of filmed the way it was supposed – It it was, like – I don't know. I think they were rehearsing. I think I read that it was – rehearsing um and also wow this is another thing it's like there was considerable controversy regarding the sex scene between nick and beth some critics regarded it as rape while others said he should have used a condom due to the aids epidemic at the time i mean which i mean mean, yeah that doesn't make it not rape though yeah i know you know what i mean like yeah if he still used a condom that doesn't mean it's not rape um yeah i mean i um i was like sort of like trying to 
not, I don't know if I want to say sympathize with this character until this happened, but I started to be like, all right, I'm kind of with you, I guess, you know, you're doing your job. And then I was like, after that, that happened, I was like, Ugh, God, I'm done. I, I, I just hope she wins. So, yeah, <laughs> totally. I was like, I mean, fuck this. Yeah. Like, this is, no. I was like, this is super, no. I, I just didn't understand it. I didn't understand their relationship. Like, I, I think I needed more. Like, how long did they date? Like, what was the situation? She had a key to his place. Yeah. So we know that. But I feel like it was just kind of... Well, I, I was I was also confused because like like you find out his he had a wife who died by suicide, and yeah. I was a little unclear if like they were having an affair at the time she died, or if they started like um, you know meeting up after that. Um, and Did he kill her and make it look like suicide? Like yeah, we don't maybe. know. Don't you know, know what I mean? <laughs> like there's a lot. There are a lot of questions. You know. Yeah. Um, oh, here's the scene. Here's the the tidbit. The scene where Michael Douglas has sex with Gene Triplehorn was filmed unbeknownst to the performers, who were simply rehearsing the scene. Oh. Things heated up quickly, as evidenced by the footage in the final film, and Paul Verhoeven liked the performances so much that he included it in the final film. Uh, I find that problematic. Yeah. That, like, he liked how heated it got. I don't know. It's kind of strange. Yeah. Um, and no body doubles in any of the sex scenes, either. Oh, cool. That's interesting, um, yeah. Also, I know she's, like, technically his therapist or who's, like, treating him because he kind of killed some people and didn't get charged for it, but, um... Like, yeah, what... And also, again, it happens later. Yeah. I was like, why did he shoot her? Yeah, I know. Like, he does not need to be a cop. As, as again, I said, n- worst cop ever. Mm-hmm. He's sleeping with this woman, like... Like out in the open on leave, I was like, "This is crazy!" <laughs> like, what the fuck, right? But like, it, because they have a previous relationship, isn't it unethical for her to like see see him as 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 a patient? Yeah, like totally. And everyone knows about it too, right? Yeah, yeah. That's just especially since she works for the department. I don't know. Like he would get another one. Yeah, that that practicality would not would so not happen i also said that um that's the worst tale i've ever seen when they're like she's trying to tail her on that two-lane road uh he's just not even trying like no <laughs> i was like geez she's literally all over the road someone would have been killed already mm-hmm. like there's no way that that would have actually just worked its way out i was like no fuck no yeah um i wrote uh okay so this like <laughs> Hazel Dobkins kills her family. I was like, and she's out. I need more. <laughs> what was this case? How does she? What? I guess uh, Catherine like writes about you know murder mysteries, crimes, whatever. How does she know her? Mm-hmm. Well, like, how did she? Well, I sort of got the sense that he, she sort of got to know her the same way she got to know like Michael Douglas's character. Like, you know, she probably read about her in the, in the newspaper probably saw that she'd been released and just started like hanging out around her and you know was how weird yeah and um my like first not my first thought but while watching this movie i was like have i been doing writing all wrong like i mean do i need to start hanging out with like some murderers to get like a new perspective (laughs) 
please don't <laughs> please don't please do not do that like that just sounds crazy also why are these murderers out on the street i know i know like what i get if she killed her husband because of some kind of abuse or like crime of passion but why the children yeah like there's no excuse for that so why the fuck is she out yeah i don't know they don't i mean i guess i i guess by 90s logic it was like well it happened a long time ago i'm sure he's fine so right <laughs> yeah totally and also i wrote so her psych professor was killed the same way okay <laughs> there's not a such thing as a pattern we're in the same state here people this isn't some ted bundy shit where shit was happening in multiple states and they didn't share information there's the same exact fucking crime yeah. as this book and no one has seemed to pick up on that like yeah. and also that professor was killed before that book was written yeah um, oh, that's weird. A little hole there. Um, the IAB guy, the guy who's like the internal investigations guy, who's also in Seinfeld, who's one of George Costanza's bosses at one point, um, who's really funny. Uh, I was like, okay, so he's attacking this guy in the fucking precinct. And I was like, then he dies. <laughs> like, <laughs> like He just gets shot in the head. I was like, what the fuck is this? This is insane. And then I also wrote, um, okay, later on in the story, he's like his partner, what cowboy, whatever he calls him, mm -hmm. cowboy, is like, you're banging this girl, huh? Uh, yeah, so you're totally like vagmatized instead of dickmatized. He's totally vagmatized by her. Like yeah. she can do no wrong. And she's got like, she's got a golden vagina apparently. Cause he just like cannot stop sleeping with her, even though he thinks she's like a sociopathic killer. So men are trash and men are very easy to manipulate and wake up. <laughs> um, and then I wrote how crazy that the, uh, that he's talking to his partner and he's like, don't worry this time I used a rubber. Ha ha ha. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I, I remember ew. that. I was like, Oh God. This is 92. First of all. So this is in the middle of the AIDS crisis and epidemic so the fact that they even kept that in the movie yeah i found kind of suspect and also his friend was wasted and he let him drive home wasted i know i know like <laughs> this is insane um my next favorite scene was when he was hit by that car shortly <laughs> after that guy. and i was like oh i hope this is sharon stone but guess what it's roxy yeah the like he, you know, one time girlfriend or he just bounced back on his feet like like he was made of rubber like i mean like he's john wick yeah. <laughs> like, like no but you're like a hard 48 and you would <laughs> definitely like have a sprained ankle he got hit like two or three times yeah i know it wasn't just one time he flipped over the fucking car yeah i don't <laughs> I don't think that's something you bounce back from like, and you know, it, it probably takes more than three seconds to recover from something like that. Um, just uh, definitely. <laughs> Most definitely. I, I love also that chase that ensues too. Yeah. That was cool. It was pretty cool. I was a little, a little uh, bullet, the Steve McQueen film from San Francisco in the sixties. Mm -hmm. uh, another great film. If anyone has not seen it as probably one of the best car chases in cinematic history. Um, but yeah, it, it reminded me of that. I was like, Oh, cool. This is a really cool chase. And then she dies. Womp, yeah. Womp. But she, and, and it's also really weird that when he goes to her house, he goes to Catherine's house and she's like crying, like mm. almost most emotion we've ever seen her have, um, which I thought was really interesting too. Yeah. 
Um, and then we get this kind of weird convoluted story that like the, I wrote the lady doctor <laughs> somehow <laughs> like changes her name. Like, what did you think about all this revelation about her time at Berkeley and she's sleeping with Catherine and it, it like, was, what is this? It was a lot to follow. Like, um, like, I guess she got married and changed her first name because, like, some... Yeah, why'd she change her first I, name? I thought she said, like, her, that's what her husband called her. I was like, what, well, why was he calling you that? Like... Yeah! Um, I need more. <laughs> <laughs> need more information. Um, I thought they were both in on it. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, shit, they're a tag team. Yes. That, but no. That would have probably made a lot more sense. Yeah, that's what I kind of thought they were alluding to. Yeah. Not that she was just completely framing her in, like, the most insane way possible. Yeah. You know? I also think it's weird, too, that the psychologist didn't say, like, she's trying to frame me. Like, she mm. she never put together that that Nick, uh, Michael Douglas, is kind of like, well, wait, like, what about this and all this about about her? Like, why? And she left, right? Yeah. Then she she left the, the department. And then she ended up going into, like, private practice or whatever. Yeah. For like a week. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, so then when he's going, I just wrote, wow, Nick is vagmatized again. <laughs> like he just constantly sleeps with her like all the time, even though she's like really insane. And he's just so much dumber than her. It's just amazing. Oh, it's just amazing how dumb. Um, and then Gus, when Gus is stabbed, when he goes into that medical building and he's like, oh, I'm going to go talk to her. Like, it'll be fine. And then he goes goes in there and finds her or finds him in the elevator. Why, when he went up to him and he was like barely like breathing, like last breath, why did he not ask who did this? Yeah. Like who did this to you? I mean, he could have seen her face cause the hood was down a little bit, but mm -hmm. he could have also been like, who did this? Yeah. Like who did this to you? You know, quickly tell me. And he could have been like, Catherine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or something. Or like her or something. I was like, damn. Oh, you, um Oh, you know what that, that actor was also in was um he played like Michelle Pfeiffer's friend in Dangerous Minds. Oh shit, you're right. Yeah. Oh, Dangerous Minds. That's a oldie. I know. Oh, I, I mean it's not that old, it's like ninety-five, but <laughs> um yeah. It's really good. Yeah. That's a good one, too. Yeah, I love that. And movie. then I said, what the fuck? He shoots her. I know. I mean, I guess in his mind, he considered her reaching into her pocket as a perceived threat. So, um, of course, it turns out to be a Bart Simpson keychain. And I was I like, know. and I mean, it kind of made me question her taste a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of strange that she has a Bart Simpson keychain in like '92. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's just, I mean, it didn't really seem to fit her personality. Like, <laughs> no, um, not at all. Like, not at all. Especially just the way she, she just had such a weird. She was a really bad therapist. Oh my god, <laughs> like, <laughs> she was like probably the worst. I was like, all these guys in here are so fucked, and there's. And also, not to be sexist, but they're not going to tell everything to you. Yeah, I know. I think if there was a man, which I think men come in later and they do that psych evaluation with him and it's like her and like those two other guys. Mm -hmm. The one guy who was like the Secretary of Defense in Independence Day. Oh, right, right. <laughs> I, I, I forgot his name, but yeah, he one of those guys. And I was like, okay, he would probably tell something to these guys, but I don't think he would tell it to this one because he was fucking her. Yeah. At some point. And yeah. still is. 
I know. Like, and still, and he's messing with uh, Catherine. Yeah. So, like, why? I was like, this is so unprofessional. Why have we not written up Michael Douglas' character? <laughs> like, he's, and he went on leave because they thought he killed the fucking dude who and, did, he didn't, oh, like, God. Like, lieutenant explicitly said, do yourself a favor and stay away from her. Go to the Bahamas for a couple weeks, you know? Yeah, and no. I mean... He's, like, actively sleeping with her and trying to investigate. I mean, I guess if he did, that wouldn't be great, good cinema, but, like... I mean, yeah, I know. that He would just have left, and we're just like, so... Although I do... Although I do kind of like the idea of getting absorbed and, like, this, like, very engrossing story and just having him cut out halfway through and then just, like, starting the, the plot completely over in, like, a new, new, lo- lo- new location. like Almost like the end of Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where, like, yeah, all of a sudden, like, these, the say, like, someone in his resort ends up getting killed by an ice pick with a white <laughs> scarf. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shit, I can't get away from her. And then she's just there. <laughs> like, he just sees her on the beach. That, that would have been good. Yeah, yeah. That would have been a, a good story plot. Um, and then my last note was, wow, she really framed the fuck out of her. <laughs> like, the fuck. Like, she, she, like, there was all this huge story about the roommate who she lived with, and she died. And then there was a report at Berkeley. I was like, what? They, but they also slept together, too? And there was, like, this whole thing about how the report, like, there was that, there, I think there is that um, detective from Internal Affairs. He got killed like in the first like hour or so, and I, th- I think they're saying that like because he found the, the report that Catherine had filed against Beth, that that gave Beth motive to kill him. So, yeah, like, yeah, like they like it really. It really was like she thought of everything. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. literally everything. Like they, the thing is, that's why I thought it was more of a tag team thing because mm-hmm. they both had reasons to kill all these people or yeah. like motive anyway. So I was thinking like, wow, this would totally be yeah this would not work like i would think that they would get both of them i'd be like um, you're both in on it i i did really enjoy watching her make all these men look really fucking stupid like really fucking stupid the only time that everything was really dumb was at the very end where we didn't get the satisfaction of her killing michael uh, douglas with a fucking ice pick we were so close too (laughs) i was so close it was like awful it was like cinematic blue balls really it was like come on fucking do it do it i was like i hate this motherfucker why is she doing this it was like no bear robert redford indecent proposal ass times five yes (laughs) (laughs) totally this was our that was our our biggest our super biggest gripe i was just like come on fucking get rid of him and then leave and then pull a sound to the lambs or she's like on the phone to someone and then it's like hi i mean and it's like another detective or something because i feel like she would probably get a kick out of like starting over in like a completely new location with a new name like i mean I th- totally I, th- I think she'd be really good at that like you know and it give her something to do i kind of feel like she she picked up murder because you know she didn't have a lot going on in her life um <laughs> so that 207 million dollars was just you know it wasn't enough she had a girlfriend she had dudes she could just randomly kill do cocaine with yeah, you know I she mean, was just chilling i'm saying maybe she moves to like connecticut and becomes a you know 
a high school history teacher. You know, I don't know. Oh, enter the Mary Kay Letourneau story. <laughs> <laughs> That's essentially what would end up happening. She would probably end up just like seducing some student somehow, and then that would be like a whole other situation. Um, or she would, or you know, she could teach another girl. Yeah, that'd be like cool. a like a protege, and be like, all right, let's see, like this is what you do. It probably wouldn't have been a bad idea for her to make an, an appearance and like cool intentions, just to say hi to Catherine. You know, I'm sure they were friends. Hi. I know. Hi. Or or she just ends up being a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> like at the at the school and you're like, oh shit, no way. A crossover. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, that's uh I just wrote the ice pick dun dun. Dun 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 and then that's it. And then we get a big fat raspberry. And I would like a a blood drip from the side of the bed. Like I would like maybe even her hand. To come up and grab it, mm-hmm. and and that would be a good fade to black. So at least I know it's about to happen. Yeah, she. But <sighs> she, I don't know. I um, it. I don't know. It it was fine. I guess <laughs> it was good because of Sharon Stone. She fucking just she did the damn thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah. It was great. I love her. I love her on SVU too. Oh, she's on cool. Law and Order SVU. She's like. She's uh, Elliot Stabler, the the main guy in the beginning of the, the the show. Like she's his partner, and then she becomes a DA, and she's oh, like really? a badass lawyer. Yeah, oh, cool. she's in a few episodes. Yeah, it's really good. It's really really good. She's just so good. I love her. Yeah, I love Sharon Stone. But yeah, do you have any other notes uh, about the story? I don't think so. I think I think we kind of covered every. I think we talked through everything. Nice. Um, what should our next one be? Did you want to do Sliver? I would love to do Sliver. I've never seen it. Isn't that Sharon Stone too? Yeah, it's um good. Um, I, I I did watch it recently, and it's it's good because she plays like a um book editor in New York, and like she moves into this very exclusive kind of luxury high rise apartment. Um, Ooh. and um, you know, it's good. <laughs> so, nice. Okay. Yeah. Wait, who's the guy? Who's like the male? There, 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 there. There's a couple. I, th- I think like the main one is Billy Baldwin, and um. Oh, that's right, Serena's dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's like how I know him. Um, and I think Tom Berenger is in it too, and he's like sort of in and out. Um, but oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, but, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I fucking too. I love her. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and Sliver is just 93. Oh, cool. Um cool. Oh, and then um there's one movie that I've always wanted to see and um I think it's a remake but it's called Diabolique and I Oh, I think I've heard of this. I, I, th- I think it's a remake of a French film that came out in like the 60s, but I think it's about a wife and a mistress who conspire to kill the husband that they're both oh shit yeah yeah and i think like something goes wrong he doesn't die so like, <laughs> so wackiness ensues i know i know we can oh, wow <laughs> oh my god we can have burn it's so funny awesome so i'm excited for sliver i guess which will be coming to you soon unless there's something else that pops up that we are going to do first, but yeah, we'll do Sliver next. Okay. So yeah, get on cool. that if uh, people want to watch it before we talk about it. Uh, yeah, as always, like and subscribe. Our Instagrams are at the bottom. This has been fun. I hope everyone else enjoyed it too. This, I thought it was cool. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> yeah, this movie was great. 
So yeah, we will see you guys on the next one. Bye. Bye.